increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. The podcast is brought to you by Market My STR, the ultimate all-in-one marketing platform for short-term rental hosts. Are you tired of juggling multiple marketing tools? Say goodbye to the hassle and make your life as a host a breeze with Market My STR. Boost your booking rates and increase your revenue in no time with our powerful features. Our platform streamlines your marketing efforts so you can focus on what you do best, providing unforgettable guest experiences. Whether you're a newcomer or a seasoned host, Market My STR has got you covered. Stay connected with your guests using our comprehensive set of communication tools. From custom landing pages to text messages, email marketing, and social media integration, we provide all the tools you need to elevate your short-term rental business. Streamline your operations, enhance your guest experience today. Don't settle for less so we can have it all. Make the switch to MarketMySTR's all-in-one marketing platform and watch your business soar. Visit MarketMySTR.com today to sign up for your free trial. That's MarketMySTR.com. Elevate your short-term rental business with Mark and my STR. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to STRonomics. It is a beautiful day outside Kenny here in Nashville. How about up in Buffalo? Uh, it's cold because it's Buffalo, and it's rainy, and it's Buffalo weather. So it's normal. Yeah, you, normal better make a decision. you better make a quick decision to get your house down to Nashville or Charlotte or something relatively quickly. Down south, yeah, for a freeze. <laughs> Speaking of down south, how are properties underwriting down here? That's what we're talking today, folks, is underwriting. It's a little bit different. You need to be a little bit more diligent in your underwriting process uh, than you had to be a year or two ago. And I think that even more and more important that debt service coverage ratio becomes, you know, even more paramount today. Kenny, what are your basics for underwriting? Because most people really don't do any underwriting. They just find a property on STR Insights. They say it's going to do $100,000 a year. Okay, the mortgage is going to be five grand. I can make this work. And then they pull the trigger. Yeah, so... Um, man, I think that, uh, a lot of people, so beyond just like overestimating revenue, the second biggest mistake I see people make is underestimating expenses. I have a general rule of thumb and we talk about this in the accelerator all the time. We have a performa and we have a percentage there for the expenses. The performa has an expense percentage of what the gross revenue is for the month, right? So typically I see somewhere between 35 to 50%, depending on the market of revenue will be your expenses. And if it's less than that, you've probably under, or you probably, uh, yeah, you underestimated your expenses for the, for the month. I was just talking to somebody yesterday. If you guys aren't familiar, STR super team, we have an accelerator. John Hodge built this big daddy performa. And that's why I talk about it. it gets everything down to DSCR debt service coverage ratio. But one of the things is, is most performance, Kenny, most calculators that are out there, you know, I, I love the BNB calc. I love all the banking calculators, all that type of stuff. But that's like a starting point. There is not enough granularity inside of that. And it's kind of like a PL, right? A lot of people know what a PL is, but they don't know how to truly comprehend what they're seeing in a PL. And I think the percentage components of the accelerators, John Hodges, Big Daddy Performa are a huge component to identify when something is off in a specific category. And that is something that most people don't look at. Oh, my expenses are only 25% down at the beach. 
oh shit, I forgot to put in $24,000 a year in insurance mm-hmm. between, you know, the standard residential and the flood, you know, after Hurricane Sally blew through there, that just screws up my entire performa. If I'm looking at 20% cash on cash, you know, at 40 grand in cash flow, I've just lost 50% of that. And that takes me down to a 10%. So yeah. I think that's, that's, let's talk about those expenses because there's some hidden expenses, you know, that are in there, right? And what are some right. of those that you see that, that people are missing? Because, I mean, you're doing your property finder business, right? You're mm-hmm. finding people properties just like I'm doing. And what's the first thing that they want to know? They want to know, okay, what's my cash on cash or what's my cash flow? I think that the expenses are more important to get in line than the actual gross revenue, in my opinion. Yes. Well, obviously like that, I mean, that's how you get your profit, right? But uh, for me- But I mean, uh, you can't, it's hard to control expenses. You can do a lot more on the revenue side to increase revenue than you can to reduce, you know, the hard expenses that we have with the property. Sure. Yeah. They're typically fixed, right? Maybe Correct. maybe a little bit more on the wear and tear, but honestly, they're fixed. So as long as we kind of get a rough idea for that, my rule of thumb though, so we'll get we'll get back to this expense thing in a second, but I want to speak to their gross revenue side. Look, if the gross revenue isn't a certain number, and I usually have a percentage, like gross ROI is what I call it. If a gross ROI isn't a minimum like 15% or higher. It ain't going to work no matter what expenses you put in. Like it just ain't going to work as a deal. So I'll stop there and not even go down the expense path. It doesn't check that box. But if it does, then you have to look at the expenses. That's the next. So when I just heard Kenny say everybody out there is if you lay in bed between four o'clock and 430 a.m. every morning, like I do with STR Insights, and you're leaning this way because your wife's over there and you don't want the light to wake her up because then you'll get in trouble and you scroll past 16% then 15% gross ROI, stop. There's really no reason to look at 14% or 13% unless you know how to take a property legitimately and turn it into a super property. If you can do that, then you might be able to go down to the 12, 13, 14 percentiles, but understand you're gonna have to drive that up above that 15% mark to even consider it. Correct, yeah, I love it. That's my quick rule of thumb. I mean, that saves me so much time. And then if it does check, then we start looking at the expenses, but it's market-based. I mean, beach markets, like you said, Bill, the insurance is just awful. You know, it's so, and then people don't, they don't look at that. So insurance is probably a big one. And then I'd probably say number two uh, is utilities because some people buy residential homes and they get the costs from the the owners, but they don't realize that the utilities actually goes up for short-term rentals, especially if you have a heated pool or, you're talking about, uh, you know, just in the winter time, and you're having all these guests come in and out. They're going to crank it up to 75, 80 degrees, and there's not a whole lot you can do if you're a good host to, like, you know, really try to keep that down. And so your expenses or utilities are going to be a lot higher than probably the average for the area, just if it's a residential home currently. Kenny, a lot you you bring up a tremendous data point. I'm just going to give you an experience here. I was in the Outer Banks this weekend, just starting renovation of a new property there. Has a pool, 14,500 gallon pool, no heater. And the pool guy comes by, I'm like, dude, I need a, a pro or not a propane. I need a gas heater. I want like a 450,000 BTU Hayward or Pentair gas heater. And it's because I need this thing to be like 90 in January when the wind's blowing 20 miles an hour, when it's 40 degrees. He's like, okay, I can get that for you. It's going to be about 7,500 bucks. I said, done. He's all, but do you know what your propane bill is going to cost you? Oh my God. And I'm like, we don't have gas here. We don't have like a gas city gas line. I, I just, 
it didn't resonate. I didn't think about it. No, it's propane, you know? So literally there's a $1,500 gallon tank of propane. He's like, you're going to run 800 to $1,000 a month minimum to keep this thing because you won't be able to turn it on, turn it off. And I know this from experience in Gulf Shores, but the temperature disparity, Kenny, is so great from what I get in the panhandle to the outer banks that it's going to be almost double the cost. It's a profit center for me to heat my pool in Gulf Shores. It would be a liability for me to heat the pool in the outer banks, right? So in less people, the occupancy is way less in the outer banks versus down at the panhandle that time of year. These are the things that you have to nail correctly, right? So now I'm going to go in and I'm doing an electric heater, right? And that's going to be about 50% of that cost. I could have a six or $700 Delta in that expense, literally running from October 1st through almost the end of April. That's October, November, December, January, February, March, and April. That's like six to seven months. If that's 600 bucks, we're talking 3,600 to $4,200 difference hitting that expense line inside of my Performa. Mm, that's huge, you know, and I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people miss that stuff. They're not even putting that in. They're not thinking about it. They're not, well, I mean, that's the big thing. They're not thinking about it. So when you're, the big takeaway is if you're, if you're evaluating deals today, you need to have some sort of pro forma calculator that includes all of these expenses that can come up for a short-term rental property. And if you don't know what, you know, or like if you're one of those people, I only know what I know, which is most of us, right? Then go reach out on social media. What ex Go in the Facebook groups where people have properties, hosts have properties. What expenses do you guys have? What unexpected expenses do people run into? And ask them and get that. And like, you can create your own calculator with the expenses for those particular markets because it's going to come up, right? And, and, um, and some it, of those yeah. can fluctuate, Kenny. You know, the Banner Elk property uh, that I have, I could get that yard cut. It's almost two, it's two acres, right? I can get my, I can get that thing done for 200 to $225, you know, per occurrence. And during the summer, that's every week. So that's like 800 to a thousand bucks. I pay 400 to 450 because I want it to look like Augusta National. I want the flower beds weeded. I want the get the grass. It's almost an acre and a quarter of, of backyard. I want it crisscross cut both ways just because I want that level because that's what wealthy Wendy, my ideal buyer, that's what she wants when she's paying $1,500, $2,000 a night. So you also need to understand your how you're going to host and what added expenses you may have from a hospitality standpoint. You look at Kenny, a lot of people go in and they get cleaning quotes, right? Especially the first timers, the rookies that are out there. Oh, it'll be $200 to clean the property. And then you come and you learn from Kenny and you learn from me and you learn from us. Oh, we got to do welcome gifts and stock that stuff. And oh my God, you've got a coffee bar and now you've got it. You want me to clean the hot tub. Now that 200 is 300 by the time you add these different types of things on. So that's where you really need to make sure that you're, you're forecasting. One of the biggest things in business, the biggest things in business, one is managing a sales pipeline, but two is forecasting the cost for that pipeline into the future. Right. And that's what I really try to focus on when I'm going into a property. And there's Kenny, I, when I underwrite, even though I forecast a lot of revenue because I outperform a lot of the numbers, I still detract that by 10%. Even if it's on my good, which is my bottom performance, because I run three good, better, and best. If it's 100, 125, and 150 in gross revenue, I'm going to subtract 10% out. If I see that I've got $7,000 a month in expenses, I'm going to add. 10% on top of that. I'm going to add $700 a month. So that way I'm creating a 20% delta in the middle 
And it's kind of goes back to when I was playing professional golf. If anybody's ever used a yardage book, they literally you get these books and they draw everything. It's like this many yards to the bunker and over the water. And there was always a just in case you fuck up yardage, right? To where like if you had to pitch out of the trees or you hit it out of bounds or something. So it's what I call the just in case we fuck up in our underwriting. I strongly advise every one of you overestimate expenses by 10%, underestimate revenue by 10% on all three of your performance. Yeah, I think, let's see, I'm, I'm just kind of thinking about the different line items and expenses that people typically miss. One, actually, you know, one, what's really interesting that I see people do, uh, I've caught a lot of clients doing this when they run their own performance, they bring them to me, is they get pre-approved for a property like months ago. And then they use that interest rate and they assume that interest rate's the same. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, you've got 7.25% for a second home loan. Now I, you know, I know, I know. Oh, you didn't qualify for that. Now you get, now you're at 11% on a DSCR with a five year repayment penalty. But no, they're like, you're like, uh, yeah, now it's 8.25% or something insane, you know, and they had no idea that, oh, it changed. I'm like, yeah. So, yeah, like you, you might want to talk to your lender, but it really messes up the numbers. <laughs> it really does. Significant, significantly, too. I mean, you yeah. know, seven and a quarter versus eight and a half is a, a big delta. You know, the, the other thing, Kenny, that nobody, nobody factors in is the number of days that it's going to take you to be start generating cash flow from the time that you close. So it's what I call close, uh, close to live, right? So I have contract to close and then close to live. So if you go live today and you don't take your first booking, you know, until Thanksgiving, that's another two weeks. If it took you two weeks to set up and two weeks to get your first booking, your cash on cash doesn't even start. You've taken your 12 month first year cash on cash return and sucked that down to 11 months. If it takes you 30 days or 45 days to get set up, you know, that's you got to factor that into your underwriting process. That's why I am hell bent on getting up and running in seven days. The second part of that is, is travel cost. People don't factor in if they're going to do their own personal setup. What's the, the airline? If you're flying, what's your fuel cost, rental car cost, food, uh, all that type of stuff. And then if, you're, if your house isn't ready, you got to stay in a hotel. You have to budget all of that stuff. Those are the two biggest things that I see that are never, ever, ever in a performance. Well, then you got legal fees, taxes, filing the LLC, you know, like filing for an LLC every single year, um, renewing that LLC, that certification. Um, there's bank. You have know, you ever stuff. seen an annual report filing expense in a performa? I never have one. No, time. no, no, no. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, there, there's a lot of little things that sneak up that people don't realize that really, really eat into, um, into performa things like pest control. You mentioned landscaping. I really don't see a lot of people put landscaping, which is crazy. I'm like, you just bought a, you know, a four acre cabin in, you know, North Carolina, like, what are you going to, who's cutting the grass, you know, because it's going to be a forest in the middle of June, you know, if no one's cutting it. So, um, yeah. In all all fairness in landscaping, I don't do landscaping at the beach. You know, I mean, you're throwing some palm trees and stuff, but, you know, I've got one, two, I really only have three properties that I do extensive landscaping at, but they're my number two, three, and four properties, Montana, North Carolina, and then my lake property. So, but it just kind of goes into, I think I call these memory joggers, right? You and I have a lot of experience doing this. 
we didn't know this stuff. And I don't want anybody to get offended when like, oh shit, they're saying this and they're talking down to me. It's not that. We just want to make a point that we made these exact same mistakes when we were starting out as rookies. Everybody makes the mistakes. And honestly, nobody, I've never heard anybody, Kenny, no coach, no influencer, nothing talk about this in this depth from the expense side to forecast. Because as Kenny said, when you're looking at those ancillary things, setup fees, annual fees, attorney fees, all those things, we just don't think about those until we've gone through them and they can obliterate your first year cash on cash. Probably could, they're going to impact your second year, but they're unexpected in year number one. Then you're sitting there in year number two. Oh shit. What I thought I was going to do 18% cash on cash is really going to be 11%. And then that would take you under a double digit gross ROI. Yeah. That's, I, I just go, go back to the beginning. When I said the percentage, remember, we were looking for minimum of 35%. If you have expenses that are less, so 35% of your gross revenue is your expenses less than that, you're, you're missing something. I can always find it. I can always go there and go, okay, tell me all your expenses that you've estimated there. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what about this? What about that? What about this? And there's always something. There are certain markets like mountain markets typically have lesser expenses than some of the beach markets. So when I say less expenses, that doesn't mean, you know, there's less line items. It just means like insurance isn't as much, but it depends on the market. But you could have some markets like, you know, we, we've we heard me talk about Newry, Maine before. Do you know what that expense ratio is? That's over 50% because of snow plowing, you know, like <laughs> you don't deal with snow plowing in beach markets, but you do a Newry and it's like $2,400 a year. So, so think, I, think about the new investor that's going into the Smokies right now in Sevier County. What's the, what's it going to cost you to get your trash from your house to the new county mandated receptacles, right? That was one I actually missed in Banner Elk, North Carolina, because I am in a remote location at the top of a mountain. I didn't realize that like the city wasn't going to come and pick up my trash. And so I have to pay a service that comes and picks up my trash. And then I had to spend 2,200 bucks to put in this massive bear proof, you know, trash receptacle outdoors bear safety container thing to put three 96 gallon trash cans in there. That was like two grand, 2,200 bucks. That's all a first year expense. Then I, I'm paying, I think it's like 60 or 75 bucks. Maybe it's like 80 bucks. It's under a hundred, but it's more than 50. I can't remember the exact dollar amount every time they come and pick up. Well, my average nightly stay there's like 3.2 nights. I'm at like 67% occupancy. If you do that math, that's going to be a significant expense that was not forecasted when I ran my performa. Anything to add and wrap this uh, underwriting up, Kenny? Another expense, small expense, keep this in mind, but it adds up that fee, right? Like how much you like, so if you're doing whatever PMS software, like so property management software, mm -hmm. um, pricing, like anything, like price tabs, your annual ring right. deal, you know, for recordings, all that stuff. Yeah. I, the average property is going to float probably, I would say a hundred bucks, 120 monthly. And if not more, when you think about it, when you really think about like QuickBooks and, you know, like, like you said, like price labs, and if you use owner res or hospitable and the ring, a rank, rank breeze, everything. I mean, some people are paying 300 to 500 bucks a month just for technology uh, on their property. I'll, I'll so, bet I spend 500 to 700 a month 
on my tech per property. I mean, you factor in market my STR or email marketing or a website hosting or landing page builder, the marketing stuff can end up, you know, adding up. That's why you better be able, you better be using it. But you're right. Most people just kind of roll in. Oh, I'm going to spend $500 a month in marketing. And they kind of are $100 a month and they just kind of mail it in with an average number. People are are actually putting that in their performance. I've never seen that in a performance either. I don't think that's in my, you know, I'm going to add that. That's a really good one. There's, there's marketing dollars in the, uh, in the big daddy. I mean, at least because I'm a marketing yeah, guy, the they have better budget that. I need to, that's, that's a really right, good. Kenny's one. adding that to his performa. Uh, if you guys have any questions, <laughs> reach out to Kenny directly, reach out to myself. We ran out of time uh, today. This is a very important topic. Make sure that you're doing deep, deep analysis into your, your performa, a good, better and best format. And don't forget to always overestimate expenses by 10% underestimate revenue by 10%. Thanks for joining Kenny and I on STRnomics. Kenny, I'll see you on the next episode, buddy. See ya. Thank you for listening to STRnomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a hospitality.fm production.